It's the Agency Growth Mastermind Podcast, and I'm here with Darren Lynch today, Irish Titan, and uh, we are talking about one-on-ones, managing employees, and the idea that we need to stop waiting and move forward. And this podcast is about pointing the way for agencies going from $1 million to $10 million in revenue. Um, we're only having $1 million plus revenue agencies on here just because there's a lot of weird podcasts out there that I don't know if you want to listen to about agencies. And then we're having abundance mindset, rising tide lifts all boats, and we're sharing as much value as we possibly can today. Uh, the first thing I want to talk about, Darren, first of all, what is your guys' niche and what are you, what are you doing? So said plainly, we're an e-commerce agency. Um, you know, we started as a digital agency with a focus on e-commerce from the very beginning. We reached a certain critical mass where now we're going to market as an e-commerce agency. Yeah. So um, that's the way I summarize it with my fast pitch. Yes. A little bit more context around that. We have 34 Titans, as I refer to our employees. Yes. Um, and so our client-facing team is project management surrounding strategy, creative, and technology. Mm-hmm. Um, and so those four stacks of resources, if you will, four stacks of Titans, um, work with our clients, our merchants on strategizing their e-commerce channels, then the creative around that, the UX, UI, persona journeys, then you know all the development technology side of things, the front end and back end. Do you do like paid ads and, and yep. SEO for them too? Yep. Cool. We do. Um, I love it. And how long, how long have you guys been around? I started the company 16 years ago. 16 years ago. Awesome. And Minneapolis based or area? Yep. yep. We're here in Minneapolis, technically out in West End right behind Westside Volkswagen for those people who might be local. Um, and I like that area, by the way. Yeah, so do I, so do I. It's close to a lot of things that make it convenient for us, even still in these times, right? Because depending on when people are watching yeah. us during the pandemic or not, um, but there are restaurants and coffee shops for, for lunch meetings, dinner meetings, mm-hmm. happy hours, there's yeah. lifetime fitness, um, easy to get everywhere from there. Yeah. Um, so it's a good location. Love it. I've, you know, just seeing little bits and pieces of your office looks fun. Yeah. Yeah, I designed the office with a lot of intention, or at least tried to. Yeah. Um, because one of the things that's unique about us, every agency has their unique identifiers, right? But one of the things that's unique about us is that we do all of our work 100% with just our Titans. We don't use any contractors, freelancers, or offshore resources. Okay. Um, all of those models are fine. I just had reasons for this model. Yeah, I want to hear those reasons. I think like that would be something that would possibly set us up for the next question. So. Why did you choose to go that route with low, it's no contractors whatsoever? Correct, right? zero. Right. Yep. Talk me through that. Yeah. Because um, like, especially when you're real early, I think people <laughs> like, there's a, it's, yeah. hard, it's hard on new offerings or like you're like Correct. trying to bolster your team a little bit. Like, so we have a couple. Yeah. Um, but I'm, I, you know, it's like, it's that whole um, flexible, what is it? You know, fixed expenses versus yep. like yeah, absolutely. So right. like our accountant is like, oh, I love the contractors, you know. Correct. And just to be really clear and yeah. redundant, um, repeat myself, chew my cabbage twice. Yeah. Um, the contractor model is totally fine. So I'm not at all saying you shouldn't be using yeah. them, right? I'm very, I'm opinionated. But yeah, I'm not I want to hear. I do want to hear. Um, but the reason that I really um, wanted to pursue that employee only, Titan only kind of model is because I actually started Irish Titan a little bit later than a lot of people would have thought I started my own company. And so by then, I had been on the other side of the table buying digital services, buying e-commerce mm-hmm. services yeah. um, for uh, five, six, seven, eight years by then. Yeah. And so I had experienced a lot of different agencies, a lot of different technical uh, providers, 
And the ones that I had the best experience with were the ones that had the most cohesive culture. Mm. Um, and one of the ways to achieve that cohesive culture that I started to build a, a point of view around was having an employee-only model ah. where everybody's coming in to the office, um, working together every day. Yeah. Um, it's sort of a one-for-all, all-for-one sort of mentality. You develop different rhythms and uh, communication, trust with each other when you're working with everybody um, every day and you're all committed to that same goal, right? Like I know some people with a very different model than yours who are all contractors. It's like a name on a shingle and then a whole series of contractors and freelancers. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, and to me that that particularly is a bit disturbing. Like, right. And ob obviously it leads to a bad experience for clients. I, I, I do believe that, yeah. right? And I mean like, so one thing is even our contractors, I like them in the, yeah. <laughs> you're not really allowed to say a contractor you have to <laughs> right. be in, but like, it's, you know, I like people. Being it improves in the, the quality of the work. I yes. Think. And that's, um, that's something we'll talk about too. And, and I mean, maybe we should skip to it a little bit because this whole COVID thing has flipped a lot of that upside mm -hmm. down. I'm, I'm kind of talking to people. I always think of the next month or two, cause mm -hmm. I, I don't know um, how, you know, maybe people will listen to this later, but the whole mm -hmm. idea of like, as soon as we could get back in here, we did it and we were trying to be as safe as we possibly could. Yep. Cause I believe there's something to be in in person. And I know that people have different opinions on that. Yep. Like, I believe there's something about that, that collaboration that happens when you're in, and also just mental health. Yep. I really think that there's a lot of mental health issues with just sitting on Zoom all day. Yep. And I, I have, I have, like, like I said, I, I have opinions about that too. I want to be open to other people's ideas and I don't yep. want to be judgy, but I also like, are we, re can we really be honest right. about the fact that working from home might have on people's mental health. Right, right. I realize that um, it's lower liability. Yeah. To well, not. Um, and just to put a bow on one of your previous points before jumping into this topic, from, an, from a financial perspective, um, a contractor model, yeah, yeah. accountants love that. Yes. Because it is much higher variable costs and much lower fixed costs. Yeah. Um, I had really smart people um, when I was starting Irish Titan and when I was early stage Irish Titan telling me don't do an employee only model. Yeah. Right, I'm like, thank you for the advice, but I'm going to do it anyway. Yeah. Um, so for those who might be earlier in their career or starting to shape their agency, there are a lot of viable reasons to do that. So yes. I did want to just circle back yes. to that. And I will throw this out here. This is an alternative, like just to put a note on that too, is I think it helps you when you're trying to bolster certain new offerings. It's much harder to get into new offerings if it requires you to have an employee able to yes. do it. Yes, yes. That's been, yeah. And then you can, like, I, my intention is always as soon as I'm able to switch yep. that over. So, yep. So we can circle back to that yes, if you want. I but. like that we both have opinions about that. I also, uh, I appreciate your perspective. Yeah. So what do one-on-ones do every week for, you know, why do you do one-on-ones yeah. every week for your employees? I know that I, I saw you doing that or we talked one time and you said that and that really struck me. Yep. And I've been thinking about it ever since. So I'm curious, um, why do you do that? And well, it's a lot of work, right? Because you have 34 people. It is. It is. Um, but uh, when we were smaller and everyone either reported directly to me or still kind of reported to me, yeah. you know, when we were just starting to form a management team, those one-on-ones were, I did formal ones on a quarterly basis. Yeah. And um, the rest of my one-on-ones, again, with all employees, all Titans in the office, they happened sort of organically. Yeah. Um, one of the things that made a giant difference over the last few years for us, it was putting in a um, little bit more robust management team and management um, 
capabilities, including leadership capabilities. Yeah. Leadership and management are two different things. Yeah. Um, so I was exposed to EOS pretty early yes. um, when EOS first started. Love EOS, by the way. If, you're, if you're an agency owner and you haven't, if you don't have a framework for your business, I think Traction EOS is yep. probably one of the best ones you can choose. Absolutely. I love it. Yep. So many other agencies that I've talked to are on that as well. Yep. Yep. Um, and so um, I had done, again, I had started Irish Titan a little bit later than a lot of agency owners start their companies anyway. And so one of the benefits of that was that I had had a lot of corporate training, strategic training, leadership training, all that kind of stuff by the time mm -hmm. I started Irish Titan. So when Traction came along, um, I could take most of those principles, not all, I don't agree with all of it, um, and self-implement that. So I self-implemented traction at Irish Titan. I'm curious what you don't agree with on traction. I don't agree with the concept of, especially the purity of the concept as they lay out at the visionary integrator. I feel like traction ah. sort of celebrates this crazy entrepreneur who's a visionary yeah. that gets to come up with you know, as many ideas as he or she wants yeah. and then leaves a wake of destruction behind them that the integrator has to clean up. Yeah. Um, and My then wife they, will really like hearing you say that. Yeah, I, I, I feel like <laughs> that is disrespectful to the responsibility that the visionary should have. I do feel... that's That That honestly clarifies for me a little bit. Like I mean, because Bia and I, my wife, um, yep. run the agency together, and she talks about that a lot. And um, it's just a reminder. Yep. Don't, don't take that for granted. Yep, I, I, I disagree very um, passionately with the purity that they present that. Yeah. I understand the concept, right? Because... Um, you and I are probably wired pretty similarly. Um, one of my favorite lines, sometimes I use this to my advantage and sometimes it's more truthful is I'm an idea man, don't bother me with details, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, it's helpful to get out of responsibility sometimes yeah, with that, even exactly. if you're just out with buddies. Um, <laughs> I like that. Yeah, it's a good one. Um, and so I think there is truth in the concept of visionary integrator, but the accountability chart and some of those things that really flow from the purity that they talk about that yeah. in the model, I don't agree with that. But the, the beauty of traction... Do you do the accountability chart with no. EOS? Nope. I do think that that one, I, I, I'm I do it because I'm like on the checklist for yep. EOS and I'm trying to get the good score. Yep. I do it, but I don't really like it because I don't feel like it's as clean. It's never going to be as clean as yep. all that. Correct. I, I totally agree with that. We don't do that. We do... Um, I have like... When I do it now, I do us at the... Like my wife and I at the bottom and then do... Yep. I do... Somebody just told me that it's kind of like a mindset hack for like the service mentality. Yep, right. And I actually like that. I and I mean it just is a visual. I think there's truth to if that. If you're gonna do, if you're gonna do the org chart, I think doing it with the leaders at the bottom and going right. up is is a smart way to do it. Right. Because um, your your job as a leader is really to delegate and to empower. Yep. And so the, like when you say empower, this is kind of a natural hand motion yep. even think yep. of. Like when you say empower, you don't do this, yep. right? And so you're doing this to empower people. Yep. And so that's a bottoms up sort of spirit, yep. right? So the, I think the visual flows from that. Um, but one of the biggest benefits of EOS and Traction is the, the organizational discipline to meetings like L10s, we do yep. L10s. Um, we do monthlies, uh, which are now a little bit different during uh, the pandemic. But one-on-ones, um, right? Like yep. that sort of rhythm and cadence really can fall. So it's monthly one-on-ones. We no, one -on -one. Um, we do a monthly company meeting. Okay. We do weekly one-on-ones. Okay. Right. And one of the things that, that I'll get to in a second that I think is actually prompting your question are the one-on-ones that I'm doing, which are right now during this time. Yes. Because my management team, um, they do the more formal one-on-ones each week 
with yes. everybody on their okay. team. Yeah. I only have a couple of people that report directly to me. Okay. Both of the people on the company management that, team. That was my question, because I was imagining per se that you were doing every single one of those. I, I like, kind of oh. still am though. I'll okay, I gotta hear that, yeah. So um, then I have, uh, we have a marketing manager who's fantastic and an office director who's fantastic. Those four people, um, Tony's our technology director of technology and he's fantastic and is our director of client services. The three of us are the company management team. Yeah. Jack Swift, that's his real name. It's not like he's a nursery book character. Yeah, that does sound I, like that. I know, doesn't it? Perfect for and, your agency. And Tara, office director and marketing yeah. manager, they report directly to me. So I do okay. more formal one-on-ones with them. Um, and Tony and Anna, their one-on-ones are a little bit more, um, what is on your mind? What do we need to talk about that's uncomfortable so that we can make sure we're solving problems? Mm-hmm. Whether it's a project, problem or a process problem or a people problem. That's the sort of stuff they sort of dig out of our Titans and they're one-on-ones. Now to get to, I think where you were coming from, from when you and I talked a couple months ago, um, when the pandemic hit. By the way, it was very comforting to chat with you through all this. I think that that's been a good, it's been very nice to be able to connect with some other agency owners and just be like, this is hard, isn't it? Yeah, right. Well, it's not for the faint of heart, that's yes, for sure. That's Even right. before the pandemic. <laughs> exactly. Um, so what I did start to do at the beginning of the pandemic, I think um, March, well, I know that St. Patrick's Day was a Monday. Um, no, that was a Tuesday. So the Monday was March 16th. So the week of March 23rd yes. was when I started to do one-on-ones with every single Titan. And at first, I was doing them twice a week. Mm-hmm. So for our 33 Titans, not counting myself, um, I was doing bi-weekly one-on-ones that were entirely unscripted and they were not scheduled. So I wasn't putting them on the calendar. We use Slack a lot, probably like a lot of people that are going to watch us mm-hmm. use. And so I just video Slack them. If I could catch them, we'd talk. And it was all about how are you doing? Um, what can we do to make sure you're doing okay? Because it was such a rapid um, shift right to working from home, which lots of companies do in our space. Yeah. But and we allowed people to work from home, but we generally had an in-the-office culture. Mm-hmm. So there was a rapid shift to working from home, and obviously a rapid shift with everything going on in the world around us. Yeah. Um, and so I did these twice a week one-on-ones with every single Titan, and um, I set it up in my to-do app, and I took notes um, so that I always kind of had a sense of what they were going through personally, where their heads were, mm-hmm. um, and how they were handling things, and. We had some Titans that were struggling more and some that were struggling less with the pandemic and with working from home, et cetera. So I did it twice a week. My, my thing on that was that when I heard that, I was thinking a half an hour. Yeah. Well, so some would be a half hour. Yeah. Some would. And some, on the other hand, would be five minutes. I guess, I guess it kind of begs another question, which I, sh- I, think, I think that that was brave and smart of you to do. I think it was super smart of you to do. You're, you're, um, I think leaders in general, especially if you're like an entrepreneur and like, you do have a charisma, you're a likable guy, you're fun to be around. Thank I you, can, I can for already, better or worse. I can already feel that. I, I like, you know, we also, you know, as entrepreneurs often are using that for sales and often using yep. that for, you know, these other things, marketing. Like yep. I, I love marketing. That's why I fucking have an agency. <clears throat> yep. I'm digging We it. can swear? Yeah. All right. Oh yeah, we can fucking swear. Game on. Yeah. So <clears throat> my thing is like, that the layout of time of what your time yep. is spent on a week that would be something I'd be curious. Like I, I guess I'm I'm begging for free mentorship here, yep. but I, I love marketing, so I love I'll do content all day. I yep. like you know filming stuff like you know podcasts and blog posts, and I I feel very comfortable in it. Yep. Well, a coach once told me I had to do more selling, so I almost like wonder. Um, 
you know, he had said I was 60, 40 on marketing, 60% marketing and 40% mm-hmm. selling. And he told me to switch it to 40% marketing and 60% selling, which I thought was, it was really good yep. advice at the time. And it's enabled a lot of girls. That was useful to me, but like, don't you have to sell stuff like, like as an yeah. owner and like those kind of things? Like, how do you do all that, man? Like, how do you do all that leadership? Yeah. Excuse me. Um, and still make sure like you're selling and kind of do some of those girls things that yeah. like, yeah. Yeah. So, um, or is your team set? Like, are they, they're crushing it and there's like momentum? Um, well we do have momentum. Yeah. Um, and you know, we should at this point, 16 yes. years later. Yeah. Right. And with a team that size. Um, and so there are a whole bunch of different answers coming to mind. I think, yeah. um, we only have so much time, any yeah. of us, right? And so you do have to prioritize that. And we all know that. Um, I think that um, one of the, the things that comes to mind is I did the bi-weekly one-on-ones for two or three months. Then I downgraded to once a week for two or three months. And about a month ago, downgraded to every other week. Okay. So as times progressed... We've all adjusted. I think we're all still out of sorts to varying degrees because mm-hmm. things aren't normal. Um, and, 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 you know, we'll have to continue to, to navigate these times, all that yeah. kind of stuff. But we have adjusted and coped. Mm-hmm. Um, some people better than others, but we've all improved from where we were. And so I'm, I'm doing them less, right? Twice a week compared to every other week is a drastic change. So yeah. that's one point. Another point I'll make, though, is as your, as your agency grows and matures, um, because growth can mean different things to different people. I think the, the, the heart of what I'm of this point is around maturity. As your agency matures, um, what you want to do is shift your schedule from uh, a manager's schedule to a maker's schedule, mm-hmm. right? And a manager's schedule is one um, uh, consumed by obligatory meetings. And I'm not even saying bad meetings, right? Yeah. I'm not saying mis- a misuse of time. But a manager's schedule is consumed with obligatory meetings um, and um, kind of fingers on keyboard kind of work. Yeah. A maker's schedule is more free. Um, yeah. And so I don't work any less than I used to. In fact, I probably work more, but I work differently now because our company's matured. My, I have a killer management team. Yeah. Um, and so that has freed me up to now have my time structured in a way that I'm going to mention because you mentioned the percentages. Yes, yes. You know? I like, I really like that you're giving specifics. Yeah. So a few years ago, um, I started to wrap my head around what, how I wanted to spend my time yeah. and where, which is kind of the same point, I guess. And so the way two years ago, two or three years ago, that I started to um, model my intended time was I want to spend 40% of my time on face of the company, 30% on people and culture, 20% on operations and 10% on strategy. Okay. And you have those percentages really? Yep. I love that. That's yep. so useful. And like face of the company would be this yes. networking, speaking, content, marketing kind of I stuff. I like this stuff to be yep. honest. I yep. like this yeah, I get more energy from this. Now I used to do all of our sales. Don't get me wrong. I loved sales because yes. I kind of like the hunt and I like I like clothes. it too, but I don't, I don't want to live there forever. Right. Right. Um, no offense, Tracy. But nobody will ever be able to yeah. sell for our businesses better than you or I. Yes, I know. Right, because it's our baby. And then that's part of it is like, I, for me, I feel like our salesperson does a better job because he does. Because sometimes I sell random stuff that I'm just trying to be nice. You know what I mean? Yep. Like, I, I'm like, oh, I can, 
I could, we could do that. Like, and like, I want to close a deal because yep. I want to show the sales guy that I can still close deals. Right, right. And like, he does a little bit more. Like, these are the offerings. Yep. This is specific. Yep. And you're not gonna get weird wiggle room, and that's better. It's almost for me. It's almost better now that he's the main. Yep. You know, that I don't bust in there too much. That I let him really. Right. Yep. So. Nobody will be able to ever sell like us because it's our baby and we just talk about it differently. Yeah. But to scale, you do have to have people start to sell, yeah. right? So back to that model I had, 40-30-20-10, the 40% face of the company is this kind of stuff, speaking, yeah. et cetera. People and culture is the 30%. And I'm very driven by that, yeah. um, especially because we have a lot of growth goals at Irish Titan and we can't grow and accomplish what I want us to accomplish if I don't and we don't empower our Titans, right? Yeah. So that's like the people and culture. Um, I had operations third and strategy fourth because at the time I still was ironing out some of our financial operations, some of our HR sort of stuff, et cetera. And our, our team was still maturing. And I think you can make the argument that you really shouldn't spend more than 10% of your time on strategy because that means you're redoing it too much. Yes. Right? That's really good. Um, now, what I will say, and now I'm countering myself, good. is um, <laughs> I still have 40, 30, 40% of my time yeah. modeled for face of the company, 30% on uh, people and culture. But we have matured enough in operations that I'm spending 20% on strategy or at least rocks. Strategic initiatives. Yep. Rocks, kind yeah. of EOS speak, yeah. and only 10% on operations. Yeah. Right, so as we've grown, the, the, our management team has handled that, and I want them to go through that same sort of um, metamorphosis. Yes, as, you want as them to be able to have a little bit more freedom, more of a maker schedule, and less of a manager schedule. I love that, and I think that's something I had. I mean, not yet, right? It's not happening yet, but I want more people here to yep. experience that, and it can't be everybody in a company. Frankly, like right. you have to have people doing work. And, but there is certain points where, and, and there, everyone should go through a long, from my point of view, a pretty long craftsman period yep. of their their life before they're a journeyman or whatever and yep. get all the, the more freedom or whatever it happens to be, right? There's there's an element of you need to go through that. Right. And sometimes I think I cut mine off a little bit by starting my own business because you don't realize, you know, for people that are, I'm trying to be useful too, that are people that are earlier than me. And I think about like that first chunk of time where you're you're building a business i worked at another agency um over there in the west end as well um, <laughs> and and they uh and once i went out on my own i didn't get to sit that long and craftsperson mm -hmm. stuff because i wanted to move i wanted to move up our revenue i wanted to yep. i wanted became to become an owner yes exactly so <laughs> that happens like so if you really want to be a craftsperson if you really want to be a technician watch out for starting your own business right so here's I'll riff off of that a little bit yes. because there's a leadership model that I love that has five archetypes. And the five archetypes are trailblazer, um, architect, coach, manager, and tactician. Yeah. And trailblazer would be sort of like a visionary in yeah. EOS speak, right? It's kind of the person that sees some market trends, sees some uh, opportunities, connects some dots. Sometimes it's kind of seen a little bit crazy. Some of it works, some of it doesn't. Architect is someone, and these are leaders, like people actually have leadership skills, yeah. but this is the discipline from which they grow. Yeah. Um, an architect is somebody who knows how to put together process and structure and system. Coach is someone who's good at the communication side of things and inspiring people. Manager is someone who's really good with accountability. And tactician is someone who's really good with whatever it is the company does. Okay. okay? Yeah. So that's the craftsman the yeah. term that you were just using is that tactician. 
I'm a trailblazer. I, I'm not a designer or developer. Yeah. Right. So when I started Irish Titan, I didn't have that sort of anchor um, where I wanted to dev code. It's almost better. It's almost better because yeah, I got very distracted. I get distracted it can be. by that stuff sometimes. Right. Right. Now, it, it's like everything. It's better sometimes and worse others because yeah. then the problem was, well, I needed someone else to do everything I could sell. Yeah. Right, because I couldn't do anything. I could do all the project management, yep. the account management, sales, the marketing, finance, all that kind of stuff, but I couldn't do any of the design or dev. Yep. Right, so I needed someone else to do all of that. So you got to have capital right away, basically. Yep. It's the I did. Part. Yep. Yeah. Um, okay, so I want to talk a little bit about the agenda in those meetings, those one-on-ones. I think one-on-ones are super important. Right, yep. like I think everyone that doesn't have one-on-ones. Um, should try them if you're if you're on an agency and, and um, what is it? What do you do in those meetings that makes them useful? Like, and I I think you might have covered this. Maybe just cover in a little bit more detail. Sure. So again, my one on ones are in the COVID times are more how are you doing? Just That's so you it. know, That's yeah. all I need to know. It's totally unscripted. Yeah. And um, it's been super valuable for me because we're big enough now that I can unequivocally say that I have better relationships with a lot of our Titans yeah. than I would have without doing these bi-weekly than weekly and now every other week one-on-ones. Yeah. Because I, I ask, you know, what? how was your weekend? What are you doing right now? We've had a lot of people sell houses or um, move, those sorts of things. And I'm just more in tune with all of those sorts of things. Yeah. Um, and so mine are completely unscripted. Okay. Um, our formal one-on-ones um, are really geared around um, what it can vary a little bit, but it's really they're really geared around what is on people's plates, what blockers do they have, and what questions do they have around um, company direction or um, internal practices, okay. those sorts of things. Okay. And what we really encourage from them is trust, transparency, and some uncomfortable sorts I thought of conversations. That was really, I thought that was a really good point. Like I like that one a lot. Like the un trying to bring some uncomfortable conversations because the, the point is not to wait until something blow, blows up halfway through the week to have, if right. you're having the conversation, let's try to bring that in uncomfortable now. Right. Because it's hard to bust in on somebody any time of the day and have right. uncomfortable. So it's like, and, and I think this was one of the things that the person, Mad Singers, as a management coach um, who taught me was just like, it's basically so that you don't have like random uninterrupted. Like his thing was that was like, is the purpose was to get it all out. That's right. why you have this pulse, so you kind of know yep. that every week I'm going to be able to talk to my manager. I'm going to be able to talk. Excuse me, leader. <laughs> um, and I'm over. I'm over here just managing. I'm just just managing. Just get right. back. No. Uh, to talk to them. So I know I'm going to be able to talk to them. I know I'm going to be able to knock some stuff out. I know I'm going to be able to bring my concerns or those types of things. One of my favorite quotes is, without habits, everything requires a decision, and decisions are exhausting, right? And so what we want to do... That's beautiful. I yeah, love that. I love we, habits, by the way. It's sort of an EOS yeah. concept. Yeah. It's, it's said differently. Yeah. Um, I don't remember where I heard it first, because so I don't think I made it up. Sounds well, Irish. <laughs> right. Let's, yeah. yeah, probably after a couple of pints, I came up with that. <laughs> that being said, how have your habits changed during during COVID? How, I mean, we all kind of like... I, I can tell you, the kind of guy like me... Um, where you like to push, you like to kind of like push yourself at least. Mm -hmm. Somebody decided to me recently and they were saying, you know, we got to watch a smart person on my team. We got to watch pushing on people during this time. 
and there's a lot going on besides COVID. There's a lot going on. There's, yeah. there's societal upheaval. There's, right. there's issues that are being brought to the surface. And there's this feeling that you got to watch yourself a little bit when you're talking to employees and not, not being disrespectful to them, understand they might be going through something, these types of yep. things. Right. But I was telling him, I'm just saying like, I prefer to be pushed. I, I like to push myself. Right. And there are certain employees here that want kind mm-hmm. of a little bit of, they want to be challenged. They want the next challenge. Right. And I, I guess I'm curious um, how it plays into it. You know, how do you push, you know, how do you push when there's also mental health here to, you're trying to have mental health for your employees, but yeah. you want you want to push forward. Yeah. That's tricky because, um, different people are responding differently now. Yeah. Right. Like I, um, no, we have some Titans that are doing better right now being pushed because it, because a few of them are coping fine. They're, they're going to be responsible about being, um, safe and wearing face masks and that kind of stuff and not going to lose any sleep beyond that. Other people are more cautious. Both of those are fine. Right. But those who are maybe more on the confident side of that spectrum, um, are benefiting from being pushed because there's an opportunity for that right now, mm-hmm. right? Um, and, um, and I think that's been the case for us is like we we said we want to advance while there's retreat. Absolutely, right. And so I wanted to hear a little bit more of your thoughts on that with like just moving forward as a business during this time. So I cannot agree more with that. Like one of the sayings that um, I've been using probably ad nauseum and the people around me. That's what it gets good. Is start moving and stop waiting. Because I think that, I'll say it this way to sort of exaggerate the point. Um, But before that, I'll preface it with, um, I think we have to respect people who fall in various points along that spectrum of those who are more cautious right now with the threat of COVID from a health perspective and those who are more confident. Um, I think people who are reckless or cowardly, I guess, to exaggerate each of the ends of that spectrum are not who I'm talking about. I'm talking about the great majority of people in this bell curve, some of whom are confident, some of who are cautious. As I slow, I back up just a little bit, thinking about it a little bit more. (laughs) Um, All of those people, their positions need to be respected and we need to welcome and enable all of those sorts of reactions. Okay. But to start moving, stop waiting, um, I think is super critical for all of us to adopt at least mentally. And yeah. what I mean by that is I think a lot of people are living in self-imposed sentences of isolation and fear right now. Yeah. Um, that um, are nervous to leave their home yeah. or um, driving down the road in their car with their face mask on. Yes. Right. Um, and, you know, I just I, I worry that we're overreacting with how we cope as a society. Yeah. When that sort of mentality yeah. um, has become, um, uh, I don't want to say embedded, but some people have adopted that sort of mentality. Yeah. And I know that this might um, be sort of controversial. I'm not trying to denigrate people who are being more cautious. I want to keep saying that, right? I think part of, also, I'll just throw this out here, like just to transfer it into the kind of the business side of it. Like part of it is like, I need to push forward for myself. Right. I need to challenge myself because honestly, there are more unique, terrifying challenges of this situation right. with the economy and stuff right. like that. I need to push myself so that I feel better. Like I honestly, I like it. Absolutely. Now is the time to do that, to start moving and stop waiting because yeah. there's opportunity. Anytime there's a, um, there's a sort of giant economic uh, um, uh, hurdle that we hit, yeah. whether it's a recession or whatever, 
there's opportunity, right? So we grew pretty significantly during the Great Recession in 2008, 2009. Crazy, yeah. um, and so I'm trying to make sure we lean in now uh, and, and capitalize on, on, on opportunity because mm -hmm. a lot of people will retreat, right? Yeah. Now, I think the, the, the challenge to part of your question is not everybody is in a mental place where they can lean in and, yeah. get, and be all in yeah. on, on advancing, right? Because I think one of the challenges that we have right now when we're not all working together and physically, when we're not physically in the same place mm -hmm. and when we're distracted, understandably, by all these things going on in 2020, is um, what happens is business drift. Yeah. People's consensus and focus and alignment starts to wither away a little bit mm -hmm. um, for natural reasons, yeah. right? Um, and so to advance, you need that alignment. And, and so it can be difficult because different people are coping differently. Yeah. Maybe they have underlying conditions and just justifiably need to be really Ooh, cautious. That's a really reasonable reason. Though. Absolutely. Yeah. Maybe they have kids. And, and so they're consumed with having to take care of their kids because the previous daycare providers closed or yeah. whatever it might be. Exactly. Right? Like there are all these external factors yeah. that are understandable. Yeah. And, you have and to, we have to be very empathetic. Absolutely. Right? We have to welcome all of that. Yeah, exactly. Okay. So last little bit here before we're done with the podcast. I want to hear any other things you'd tell a younger version of yourself. I like to think of myself as a younger version of you. <laughs> well, I'm that, pretty sure you're younger than me. I hope that that's not too offensive, but you can't offend me. Uh, all right. Well, yeah. How, like I, I appreciate the way it feels like it feels like the vibe of your agency then less is that you care about your people as humans, that you want to treat them well. And in the, in the, the, you know, Hey, we're trying to move this business forward, but we also, I want these people to be okay. This is, this is our, this is our tribe. I want them to win. Right. I want them to feel good about life. Like, how do you, yeah, like, basically, I'm just curious, so any other things you'd tell somebody that was kind of trying to do that for their own little tribe? Yeah, you know, um, on one hand, there are a whole bunch of things I would tell myself, right? And I'll, I'll, I'll answer some of that. And on the other hand, we all make mistakes along the way, and that's part of the journey, yeah. right? Like, I think the really the heart of entrepreneurship is the second and third decisions because your previous decisions are going to be wrong, Yeah. right? Um, <laughs> and so um, I think some things that, that I would tell a younger version of myself is um, one of the flaws that I can have is if people bleed green, as I like to say, mm -hmm. right? Like they're all in on our culture, uh, yeah. and I know that because we have our culture pretty well defined. I can talk about it, and I, I kind of have measurements even around it. Yeah. Um, I, I can kind of have measurements. I kind of want to hear what that is. Yeah, so we use a tool called Office Vibe. Okay. Um, which is fantastic. I want to write that down. I am a raving fan. Yeah. I almost said raving lunatic, which is probably yeah. true. <laughs> but a raving fan of Office Vibe. Um, it's a cloud-based tool, like all tools are, yeah. right? And it has probably a thousand different questions I that randomly it. get sent out to your team each week that they answer around themes of like wellness and Dang, culture and that sort awesome. of thing. And it starts to score it. Um, so it's fantastic. Um, but some of our titans who bleed green, when I've not had either the time nor the talent maybe, to coach and manage them the right way and put the right kind of supporting structures around them. Um, I have given them enough rope to hang themselves rather than just enough rope to swing to the next tree. Yeah. Um, and I think if I would have learned that a little bit sooner, uh, that would have been, uh, I think, really helpful for me. I also would say... How, how do you... I, I can't dive in too much to it because i got to get to this other thing, but... Um, how, how, what do you mean the difference between that? Like, how, how would you give them? So someone that I knew cared about Irish Titan and wanted to do their best was maybe 
not yet equipped to do the role that they had grown into as we were growing, right? You wish you would have supported them more and zoomed in and helped them and, yep. yeah. Yep, yeah. or, yeah, either me or more training, yeah. something to, to change the length of that rope yeah. so they could swing to the next branch exactly. instead of hanging themselves. Yeah. That's one thing. Another thing that I would do is revenue is vanity, profit is sanity, cash is reality. Yeah. And cash and profit are driven by operations. And I don't think I realize that soon enough because I'm very marketing driven, sales driven, yeah. facing the company sort yeah. of driven. And when we've hit some of our speed bumps in our in our growth curves has been when we've outkicked our operational coverage yeah. to mix metaphors there. Yeah, no, I am um, following. And if I would have learned that a little bit sooner, um, I think we would have had an easier road. Those are a couple of things. And then lastly, there's a, a chart that I love that's called this trust performance matrix. Mm -hmm. And trust is on the bottom going right as trust increases and performance is along the left going up as it increases. And if you think about kind of a four by or a two by two grid in there, mm -hmm. the high performance, low trust people are toxic. They're cancers. Mm -hmm. And the low trust, low performance people, bottom left quadrant are people hopefully you don't hire. Right? Mm -hmm. I'm sure they're talented for other things, but not for whatever we're doing. Yeah. The right two quadrants of that are high trust but low performance and high trust, high performance. That's where you want to focus all of your people talents yeah. and don't ever let yourself be held hostage by someone who's high performance but low trust Okay. because they're a cancer, they're toxic, um, and they will, if not ruin your organization, make it living hell. Um, and so it's, it's dangerous in our line of work because you might have a developer or a designer or a salesperson, whatever it is, that performs really well, mm -hmm. but is just um, divisive in the office. Yeah. Um, trust really comes down to character, confidence, and common sense of purpose. Mm -hmm. And some one or two or all three of those are missing. And if you have that high performing but low trust person, it's gonna do nothing but cause problems. So That's huge. Yeah. Well, I appreciate that as a final takeaway. Darren, it's been good to have you. Thanks for listening. And Irish Titan closed only two days a year, St. Patrick's Day and the day after. I like that. And lastly, can you just reiterate your guys' niche one more time so that if an agency out, out there, agency owner, somebody that listens to this uh, wants to refer you guys business, what's your absolute ideal Sure, client? thanks. So uh, we're an e-commerce agency um, and we do all of that really with this focus of business first, online second. Shame on me for not saying that earlier. That's our why using yeah. Simon Sinek speak. It's actually trademarked. Yeah. So our ideal clients, um, you know, we have the like the budget numbers and, and all that sort of stuff. But really what we're looking for are challenging e-commerce projects with merchants who care. They could be small right now, but growing their e-commerce presence, they could already be big and have sticky problems that they need to fix. So we tend to do pretty complex work. We generally don't build one page kind of WordPress, WooCommerce sorts of sites. We use more of the Magento, Shopify, BigCommerce and advanced tools around that. Awesome, so if you're up against a challenging project like that, think of these guys. And of course, uh, thank you for listening and watching the podcast. Hope you have a great day. Thanks everybody. See ya, bye. Thank you for watching. Will you do me a real quick favor? Will you hit the subscribe button below the video? Leave a comment, like the video to get more of this type of content. Hook Better Leads with HookAgency.com.